Welcome to Trust the Journey. I'm Jason Maletsky. And I'm Melanie Curtis. Our mission is to live, laugh, love, and learn together with you. Our mission is to create conscious connections to grow and contribute through our practice of openness, honesty, vulnerability, humility, and trust. Trusting the entire journey. (laughs) If you would like to connect with us on the internet, our handle is trustthejourney.today. That will get you directly to our website. Uh, where you can purchase swag if you want to get some of our nice t-shirts or hoodies. You can get on Patreon and become a member of our Patreon following, which will get you access to the Trust the Journey family, uh, where we have a group of loving souls who are all supporting each other on this journey together. It's a wonderful group of humans. Hi, family. And uh, you can also find us on Instagram and Facebook, trustthejourney.today. We'd love to connect with you. Reach out and connect with us. Yeah, for sure. Right on, guys. Right on, family. So thank you, as always, for being with us. Let's do this. All right, guys. So in this episode, we are weighing in on the unprecedented times we are all living in now with the coronavirus pandemic. So we're going to be sharing our own thoughts, our insights, and aiming to add value in the ways that we can. Um, I thought it was relevant to share that this episode is being recorded on March 18th, 2020, because it is such an interestingly fast-moving, unpredictable scenario. I wanted people to know uh, the timing of our sharing. Absolutely. Yeah. So even reflection later on. Mm. So let's, um, let's kind of summarize like a state of the union. <sighs> unprecedented times the entire world is affected i think that's what's one of the things that's extremely fascinating about this is that the entire world is being affected by the way i understand it a new novel virus that is a respiratory illness i'm again i'm no doctor i invite you all to in you know do your own research and the resources the cdc all the things that are out there that are reputable information sources but yeah the virus pandemic that is affecting the entire world and i mean again i don't even know where to start like just the state i can't don't feel like i could even summarize it very well i feel like it's that's what the episode is going to be is talking about the state of the union that's how i feel about it i think in our lifetimes this is the first time that you or i i mean we're 40 somethings that you or i have experienced anything like this i mean there have been previous um concerns you know there have been diseases that have caused the world to kind of go oh no what if something bad happens um how are we going to respond to it but none of the ones in our lifetime from my perspective have ever had any effect on me me too right same yeah they've never reached a point where what's going on in my life is being affected by something that was happening in another part of the world and i think that's the defining difference between this particular uh, you know, point in time in, in our in our lives in history, and uh, anything that we've experienced before. So. Yeah, 
it's oddly and incredibly unifying in that regard, the, the nature that everyone is affected worldwide. Because I was talking to a friend about 9-11 and how impactful that was. And not just 9-11, but, but coronavirus, the experience now being that what you just said, something we will forever remember in our lifetime. Like this is a defining experience, I think, of our lifetimes. And uh, interesting to see what is happening with people rising into being of service, people rising into leadership, people commenting, people being afraid. Like there's so much that's coming out inside of the experience. It's almost like a real Petri dish of reactions. And myself, I'm, I'm included too, you know, watching, I think Russell Brand, you shared a video the other day or yesterday about how he, and he mentioned how he's like, oh, I went through my own stages of like, nah, it's fine, not even caring about it to, oh, I'm good, I, I'm, it's not gonna affect me to holy crap, this is real, this is serious, to what am I doing about it? How am I being of service? So that's kind of been my trajectory on this thing as well. I've been finding it very interesting to observe the rate of change in our own individual experience. And I'm on the same boat as you. I see the whole thing as incredibly unifying. Um, my overview on life is that I expect everything to happen. You know, I don't see any other potentiality except for everybody to react in every possible way that everybody could possibly react in because that's how we work as a species. It's, it's like it's somebody's job to react in every different way. So <laughs> right. when, when you see everybody reacting all the different ways that we could possibly react, that's kind of what should be happening. So I expect to see the people, you know, running for toilet paper and I expect to see the people just standing there going, you're crazy. Just right. go back home. Don't worry about it. And mm -hmm. so, and everything in between, you know, it mm -hmm. should be the entire gamut and that's entirely normal. Um, what I do see as an overarching energy, the energy around it from my perspective anyways, and this is always going to simply be my experience is that most people feel connected by it. And I had a, a very beautiful observation shared with me the other day from a, a good friend of mine. And she said, it's interesting. I was at the grocery store and everybody's kind of looking around and doing their thing. And unlike usual, where you just kind of have your eyes on what you're doing and maybe you cross paths with somebody if you need space for your carts to pass or whatever, like your general grocery store interaction doesn't have much connectivity with the people around you. It's quite distant. And although in this time, the distance, the physical distance is something that we're aware of. You know, if somebody's mm -hmm. coughing or sneezing, you're like, oh, I need to be cautious about how close I am to that interaction. So there's a, an awareness of our physical distance, but there was a conscious desire for connectivity. Yeah. People wanting to look at each other and be like, we're both in this experience together, right? Yes. Like, we I see had that, that on my walk yesterday. Yeah. You can yeah. see it. We look at each other and we're like, oh, we're in a troubled time. Yes, we're in this troubled time together. Absolutely. Yeah. And I feel the same thing. Everywhere I go, everybody's kind of just looking at each other like, what do we do? No question about it. That yeah. is definitely the tone that I feel. Uh, 
And just to share this, I mean, I'm I'm guessing because of the nature of everybody knowing, seemingly everybody knowing what's going on, the directives are basically because it's a highly contagious virus and because it can be asymptomatic, because everyone can be carriers and still pass it. The, there are certain higher risk age groups, so elderly people are more at higher risk, as are people with pre, uh, with respiratory conditions and things like that going on. So most people percentage-wise recover or theoretically will recover. That's been the data so far. And so there was this idea of, okay, stay home, but it's like, oh, it's not going to affect me. I'll be fine. And then there was this surge of of community service, in a sense, to be like, stay home and be, quote, unquote, social, like do social distancing, which I've, which essentially means physical distancing, a.k.a. be physically distant enough from people, a.k.a. stay home so that we are not contributing to the spread of the exponentially increasing uh, infection rate. And so anyway, where I was going with that is uh, I don't even remember, <laughs> to be honest. It's like I my where I'm at in, in my life is it's just such a strange time. You know what I mean? Even though like for me, working from home, it's not a whole lot different. My lifestyle is kind of like this in general. I'll have working from days or working from home days. And then I'll have days where I go out to the city and I do events or whatever. I'll I'll meet people. So those things are obviously all not happening now. But my experience of my working from home experience is not very different. But there's this tone of like, I don't even know how to describe it in words. You know what I mean? I, I mean, maybe, maybe you're not feeling the same way. But there's this almost like a like a shock, and a, it's this it's this vastness of the unknown almost. Well, like I can, to I can totally a, relate to. What yeah, you're like there's there. usually yeah. a predictability to life, and right now that's not there. Yeah, this came up in conversation last night with with a good friend about it's about perceived control and. Yep we perceive that we live in a with a certain amount of control in our lives and it's a lie that we tell ourselves right absolutely we're like yeah 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 yeah. i know what's going to happen tomorrow because i made my plan about what's going to happen tomorrow you know because <laughs> right. it's on my calendar right so because it's on my calendar it's real and that's gonna that's what's gonna happen and the reality is that that is usually what happens you know mm -hmm. or we change it and because we have the power to change it uh, with you know the stroke of a pen or the click of a button or a mouse, um, we basically control the future. So we get to have control of our lives all the time. And when something comes along and has a greater impact over us in, in such a social sense where it's social, economic, everything all around us where, oh, suddenly I'm not in control of my plans anymore. Things that I thought were going to are, are going to happen are not happening. Now, now, let me go like this happens on a normal everyday basis. Something as simple as a flight getting canceled or a flight delayed because of weather. Right. Mm -hmm. So this happens all the time. And when it happens, people get all up in arms. Right. Like, right. ah, you know, I get all freaked out because I lost control of my schedule. 
because yep. that I have made that didn't take into account that I just made with disregard for the fact that there may be weather, you know, like I travel a lot and it's normal in say August or September, if you travel in and out of Atlanta to Florida, you can expect delays. Like don't book the last flight of the day. That's just, <laughs> right. that's just not a good move. If you're a regular traveler, you know that there's going to be afternoon thunderstorms and it's going to hold up the schedule. So we even have this amount of like predicting the future where I like, I can even predict the weather, you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> so I've we had get that it. experience before, AKA right. I know what's going to happen. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so we get this, we get living in this culture within our own self and within our bigger picture idea of what the world is, that we have a certain amount of control. And then when things like this happen, and there's a, a you know, a wrench thrown into the gears, per se, and it becomes very clear that we don't, then there's that sense of, of dis-ease. Yeah. Right. Of mm -hmm. not knowing what's what's happening next. Yeah. That not knowing piece, it's it's so interesting to me because I haven't been freaking out really much. I I had my sort of freak out stage between no, I can go to Olive Garden and have unlimited soup salad and breadsticks with my friend, no big deal. I'm fine. I won't get it before transitioning to the, oh shit, this is real, like really understanding what was happening. And uh, once that sort of shift happened in my mind, I was pretty much immediately worried about my parents. And so I've talked with a lot of people that are my age about that and that that's a sort of consistent experience is people in sort of my age group or elderly with their elderly parents not just my age group anybody it's like that sort of the initial sort of focus of emotion it definitely was for me and so i feel much more at ease now that my parents i feel like are understanding and feeling uh i mean i say understanding i don't really mean that because who knows what's happening but meaning i feel better that they've taken measures and are being acting in precautionary ways and stuff like that. So I'm 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 more at ease with that now. Uh but I would have to highlight that as one of my sort of spikes of fear. You know, my spikes of stress. Well, and that I That was the first thing you contacted me about was your parent we as soon as we started talking about this a week or two ago. Yeah. You were like my parents. Huh. Yep. Yeah. Uh, all right. <laughs> yep. Um, yep. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. And so where I'm going with that, and, and fear I think is something we can talk about more because it's completely understandable and normal for people to be experiencing fear, whether it's in those micro ideas, like thinking about your parents or worrying about loved ones that specifically might be at higher risk, or whether it's worrying about the bigger gratuitous unknown like we just talked about, whether it's worrying about your income and your livelihood and your well-being and your all of the things that are connected to the economic impacts of what's happening. But where I'm going with this is that I can feel in me and I'm using both automatically and intentionally the skills that I have learned and the mindsets that I have learned and chosen to have myself at a really more core spiritual base. 
like we've said this on the podcast many a time, but the feeling and the idea that everything that happens being for us, that is clearly working for me to chill right now. Like I'm a believer there's value in this somewhere, somehow, however we're finding it. And so we could go probably a whole podcast on just the value, the positive value coming from this experience. Uh, But I just wanted to highlight that because I feel like the spiritual opportunity here is really big for people to lean in to whatever faith might look like to them. And uh, that bigger trust, you know, for me, it's I trusting of the universe, trusting of the universe, having my back, everything having positive value, like I've said. So anyway, I invite people into that practice right now, especially. Well, I have to agree with you, obviously, you know, what I've been gleaning from this whole experience is this honestly overwhelming gratitude appreciation and really an amazing kind of thank you I knew I knew like it's a thank you I really knew that we had this in us kind of feeling like it's almost an I told you so type (laughs) of scenario where I'm like I knew didn't didn't you know that we care about each other enough to like just do whatever we need to do to make sure that our fellow man is taken care of. And so what I've seen from this is, first of all, okay, so you have to look at like the causality of everything, right? If you don't know that if you're a carrier of it, if you can catch it without it knowing it and you can spread it without knowing it, And it may not have any negative effect on you. So facts are that it's like 93% survival, right? And a mortality that I heard last number I heard was 7% mortality rate. When people go all up in arms, they're like, only only 3% of people die. Only 7% of people die. Like however many people die. And then they argue some other fact of like however many people die from something else. Irrelevant. Irrelevant. What's relevant is that we as a society know that, okay, I pass it to somebody else and I have no idea who that person is who gets it. They could be black, they could be white, they can be yellow, they can be young, they can be old, they can be male, they can be female, they can be something in between, right? Mm-hmm. And if I pass it on, it might affect somebody else, could be somebody who dies because Correct. of it. And so Correct. my role in society holds a place of responsibility towards everybody else suddenly i affect the way that everybody else's life and destiny out- outcome looks and now mm-hmm. what's everybody do everybody takes the responsibility hat puts it on and steps back from each other in order to care about their fellow man fellow woman fellow person fellow human yep. enough to change their life in a way where I'll sacrifice two weeks, a month, whatever's necessary to quarantine myself by staying home, by not doing my regular things so that somebody that I don't know doesn't get affected by this. Fucking bravo, humans. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. That's the whole point that we care about each other. You know? Yes, totally. Uh, On that, I would actually like to read something that I posted because it's, I just, I feel like I could just read it better than saying it again. Please. So, uh, the 
the meme or the quote image <coughs> is a quote from Dr. Lindsay Jernigan, and then I'll share my commentary after, but it's relevant to what you just shared. So the quote is this, try this perspective shift. Instead of seeing, quote, social distancing as travel bans and as panic, try seeing them as acts of mass cooperation intended to protect the collective whole. This plan is not about individuals going into hiding. It's about a global deep breath, an agreement between humans around the planet to be still. Be still in hopes that the biggest wave can pass without engulfing too many of the vulnerable among us. So yeah, that. And then this is my commentary to that. Because I've, I see, and this is me pushing, my commentary is pushing back on the people who are like, ah, the people that are not taking it seriously and not taking that piece of responsibility seriously. So I said this. This, we are doing this for each other, for those we don't even know. What each of us does today either contributes to saving lives or magnifies the number of people who die, maybe people you love. Even if you think this is BS, what would you choose to do if it weren't? Humor the mental exercise. If this is true, every single one of us has significant power. With that, think Spider-Man. With great power comes great responsibility. If I'm wrong, I just look dumb. If you're wrong, people die. Don't end up the person racked with regret because you were so certain it was stupid today. I really felt compelled to push back on the people who were taking this flippantly. You know? That's a great word. Thanks. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah. Yeah, so I, that's sort of where I feel most compelled into leadership, you know, because that's another thing I'm thinking about is that how are people stepping into leadership or not? Not that we need everyone stepping into leadership, but I see people stepping into leadership or using their their leadership or their platforms to share and be a voice to what they're believing in. And you know? leadership in this case, is it can be as subtle as mm -hmm. taking the action that you have control over, which Absolutely. is simply playing your part of saying, I'm going to, you know, take this period of time to allow, to take the steps necessary that are going to help prevent this, the, the spread of it, according to what we've been recommended by the educated of those around us, right? Absolutely. Leadership by example is powerful yeah. in our micro communities, for sure. And if people, people who do have platforms, I'm noting how they're using them. Like I'm see I'm I'm interested in that because I'm a person with a public platform. Obviously, we have this public platform. And so we immediately were like, let's talk about this. We chose that. It was not even a discussion. It was uh, you know, I mean it was a discussion, I guess, but it was two minute text messages <laughs> of like oh, So about, this is this is the thing, right? So yeah. here's what I, I see here is one thing we tend not to um, be so willing to acknowledge in our species is the the hive mind, the the collective connective energy that we all truly exist within. We are all truly connected together, but it's hard for a lot of us to 
be okay with the idea that all of our energies overlap and that what somebody feels somewhere else affects how I feel here, right? So it's really easy to see that in other species. If we look at a flock of birds, a school of fish, um, insect society, and we see how if something comes in and, you know, so say there's a school of fish and a marlin comes along and starts to try to eat some of the fish, all the fish react, right? And it affects the immediate fish where the marlin has attacked the school. They all scatter and they make a hole in the school, but the whole school changes directions yeah. as, a, as an entire hive mind, right? Not just the ones that were immediately affected in that area. And this is the same thing as you go through every species that, that has some collective connectivity. So when you think about insects, insects are probably my favorite example for, for the hive mind or the collective consciousness showing itself very clearly. Like we can look from God's perspective at mm-hmm. a society of insects. We can see all of them working together. And there's like the one queen, you know, the one ant, queen ant that's at the top and all the ants are all doing their jobs. There's all the workers and there's all the fighters and there's all the, th- they're all doing their thing. And it's all for, for the greater good. It's all for one bigger purpose. And they kind of don't have their own consciousness. They're, they're, they're so collective that they're all just part of one great big purpose, right? And as species get bigger, it seems that we have more and more individuality within our mm. consciousness or or we pretend that we don't have as much perceive connectivity. It, yeah. yeah, we don't perceive it to be the same. So mm. this type of scenario where what I'm seeing is our hive mind, our collective consciousness as a species is reacting as a whole, and, 100%. We're all, and it's one big kind of, oh, and, and parts of us, so that we can go within our own mind for a second and think, what types of experiences have we each had as far as how we've reacted to this so far? Well, I've been afraid. I've been disregarded it. I've um, thought this is somebody else's problem. I've gone and said, oh, maybe what if everything goes as bad as it possibly can go? Mm-hmm. I go to, we each individually go down every possible route that it can go down within our own experience, even if it's for a microcosm or a macrocosm. And we, we land somewhere within that spectrum of experience in our own personal choice. And then that piece gets added to the whole that we're all existing within and continues to evolve relative to whatever's happening outside of us. You know, we're going to continue to have external input that's going to affect our perspective. So mm-hmm. now when I say that, what I mean is like, all right, I, I come up with my opinion on everything based on the experience that I'm having in my world today. And it's all fine and dandy until my world changes. And now my opinion might change and go, things have gotten better or things have gotten worse. And now my opinion of about how to react changes as a reflection of the external reality that I, that I live within. And mm-hmm. that affects the whole entirety of it all, right? So it's, for me, it's a beautiful opportunity to truly see our connectivity as a species, um, which we often, it's very, very easy to overlook or yeah. to ignore or to doubt or to naysay how connected we truly are. But yes. here we're really seeing it. It's really like we are all one big ride together. Yeah. You know? yes. It's a beautiful I, thing. It, it is beautiful. Yeah. I agree. I so agree. Ugh, the coming together 
gosh, so it's just yeah. I mean, I go ahead, go ahead. If there's yeah, more, I have. You, I certainly can go. Yeah. So in let, direction me, let me on that. ramble on a little bit more please, on there. Please go for it. What here's the, the what I've been seeing, and I've looked at this as a wonderful opportunity for each of us to kind of choose to observe what is going on with humans today. You know, because for the last few years, it's been a bit of a head scratcher. Right. Right? Yeah. I don't think there's anybody out there who would deny, especially if you're an American, that you would go, (laughs) what is going on with the world? Right. Amen. That's been a real state of the union kind of thing. Like, what is going on with the world? What is crazy these days? And what we're seeing now, and you already mentioned it, and that's why I wanted to touch on it, is the true leaders are speaking up, mm-hmm. right? Where we have perceived leaders and we have true leaders, right? We have governments and organizations that are responsible for our best interest. Right. Quotes, air quotes. Bunny right? ears. Yeah. Responsible for our best interest, responsible for looking out for society as a whole. You know, our governments mm-hmm. are the ones that we actually vote into place. I mean, I voted yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, Good. And... and these governments are supposed to care about the society first, right? And we know that that's not necessarily the case in a lot of the modern world. The governments are very skewed towards a very small percentage of society and not the greater percentage of society overall. And that's like kind of this top-down scenario. And in this circumstance, what we're seeing is a bottom-up groundswell, where everybody has equal power to share or direct the collective consciousness mm-hmm. by by saying this is my feelings on it and that's going to affect how everybody else feels in their circle. Yes. And so I feel like this is the first time where we've seen corporate society, capitalism as a whole taking the wheel of the culture for a purpose that looks out for the culture or society's best interest. Since when do corporations send out mass emails to everybody in the world on their mailing list to say, here's what we're doing about the world today? Yeah. Since when? Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Right? Epic. I love it. Yeah. I mean... I cannot sit here and even try to claim in any way that I have a deep understanding of even the American government, much less even with all the work that I'm doing this year, learning about votes for women and the women's suffrage movement. I'm learning a lot about American history and and legal history and the systems that make up America Um, But I'm not I definitely can't speak from a place of any certainty or uh, feeling like I'm fully informed. I just want to say that as a caveat with any commentary that I make on this type of stuff. That said, it inspires me more and more to learn and to be involved. And that is not something I have ever, ever been interested in. I've always been F the system. (laughs) (laughs) as many people know who know me. And that was always sort of a joke. And it was always sort of uh, uninformed, again, like I said. 
so I don't really feel like that truly deep in my soul. I I believe in the collective. I believe in humanity. Like I'm a believer man in humanity. Like I love us. I love people. And I know that sounds, oh, sunshiny and unicorns and fucking barking rainbows and whatever. That's not what I mean. I mean the like the Mr. Rogers quote or something. I, I posted this and I loved it. It was about, you know, oh, I, how does it go? Here it is. Uh, when I was a boy, I'd see scary things in the news. My mother would say to me, look for the helpers. You will always find people who are helping. I feel like a lot of people are doing that and connected to the systemic change is that and what you're saying about the communication that everybody has a platform now because of social media, because of technology, because of our connectedness through technology. Even though we are physically distant right now, we are very connected. More Zoom than we've ever call, been in all history. Ever. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, there are divisive there's divisive commentary as with everything, like you said. But it's it I I agree that I feel there's some kind of upswell. And I'm not trying to say like screw the government. I, I'm not trying to make any major commentary other than to say if something isn't for the collective good for real, it's fucked. That's what I'm saying as a sort of statement. You know, so if that's really what's happening, because again, I don't know, but if that's really what's happening in our government, it should be challenged. It should be voted out you know what i mean and the corporations who are helping great and again i'm not trying to say the government isn't helping us because i would like to hope that they are i just i need to learn more before i can say definitively either way i just whatever whoever is helping whoever is really coming together for the collective good that's that's what i get behind you know there is no they yeah right? This is a yeah. concept that a lot of us are brought up to. It's a falsehood that we're brought up to believe that there's this they, that there is somebody else other than us or we. Yeah. Right? And there isn't. There is simply we. Yeah. Collective, co collective connected all the time. Our, our species, our planet, us, all mm -hmm. one thing together. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. For sure. I mean... It's it. It's an interesting. I just I'm. I don't even know. It's just such an interesting time. Such a. It's said, an unprecedented experience. Yeah. yeah. You said yeah. Um, fully informed. Yeah. And, and it made me laugh because I'm like, who is ever fully informed? <laughs> yeah. Good point. Like, like you'll be yeah, fully informed point. when you're when you're dying. Like the yeah, moment you know, that you're cl you're clicking out and you're like, oh, I got it now. Yep. Well, and you know what? Yeah. Maybe that's one of my blind spots in terms of my own uh, resistance to being a leader. You know, because I look at that, I reflect on that, and I reflect on. So I just sort of shared. I've shared. Uh, I'm doing a online class or something later this week about being in the spotlight. It's it's just something I'm attending because I was like, yeah, I'll go to it. I'm, I have some time, and I want to support my friend who's doing this class and. I'm a person who's in the spotlight. It isn't always fun for me to do that, even though it might look easy for me. I don't necessarily feel fully comfortable being that person all the time. Yet I continue to do it 
But anyway, why I bring that up is because of my call, my feel, the feeling in me to rise into a more activist role and to, to be speaking out and actually using my platform for social causes, which is something I have really never done except for the last you know year or year and a half have I been starting to wade into those waters. I've been learning a ton about things that matter to me, causes that matter to me, social justice, things like that for the last handful of years. Um, but I'm more calling it out and noting that that resistance and that fear to step up, step up and to speak in areas where I know there's going to be divisive commentary. Like it's an old fear of conflict. You know what I mean? Whereas this experience with the coronavirus has made me feel like it doesn't, matter that th old fear step into where it might be divisive and say what you believe to be true and be of service to the collective in that way because that's where it all connects back to me like this type of commentary is like it's not for me to be right or wrong about anything i'm happy to be to be proven wrong but i feel like not even being in a dialogue or not using my leadership ability not using my voice that is has the potential to make a positive impact that is for me to decide and it's for me to look at myself and go how do i want to use that power that we all have and so i'm i'm glad for this experience from that perspective if that makes any sense yeah absolutely i think that you're touching exactly on what i was making a point of earlier is that the true leaders in our society are stepping up to to speak it's and to share perspectives about the direction that we feel that we should go as a whole. And I think it says a lot about the voice of who we are today as a, as a species, rather than who we might have perceived ourselves to be a few weeks or a month ago. You know, yeah. when we look <laughs> at the difference between the leaders that, you know, I mean, it has felt like for quite some time that our our leadership, or, you know, our governments are a, a charade, and that the true leaders are doing all the work behind the scenes. And now that seems to be changing position from my perspective. That the true leaders are stepping into the foreground to speak and use their platforms, whether it be from their seat as a CEO or from as a you know. Uh, a true like a, an organizing body that cares about society as a whole um or from our our soapboxes per se like we live on here mm -hmm. that we get the opportunity now to for that voice to weigh in with more value than it ever has before because there's been this flattening of the curve as yeah. co is commonly being said about you know how are we acting as a whole? What are we doing as a species? And we're not just letting the loudest voices be the most heard anymore. Yeah, the structure of hierarchical leadership by title is not necessarily the leadership that's emerging. And uh, yeah, I've always thought that. One of my favorite books of all time or that really helped me back in the day is called Fierce Conversations by Susan Scott. And one of her, the quotes or sentiments in that book is that 
uh, the leader, true leader emerges, the person who can most accurately describe a situation without laying blame emerges the leader. So this idea that we are simply being sort of an objective observer and that that's only one part of it, but that piece of it can be really powerful. Um, the idea that I'm just like you've said already in this in this episode, this is my perspective, right? So you're not here to be right or wrong. It's like that's the thing. Who knows what's right and wrong, quote unquote, right? You know, like the that's not necessarily the thing. It's more about what's happening and what can we do about it for everyone. I'm really motivated by this entire thing. I find myself quite in a place of gratitude, which is a practice that I've been practicing for quite a long time. So it pretty much is where I find myself every single time something happens in my life, mm -hmm. regardless of whether I wanted it to happen or not. In the end, if I, if I find myself in a place of gratitude for it, then I'm just happy. I receive something. You know? Absolutely. And it's well, that's the thing. It, our practice, what we practice emerges in stress. Yeah. If we don't practice, our stress response will emerge in stress. When fear is upon us, when uncertainty is upon us, when unpredictability, when un the unknown, when financial hardship, when confusion, when whatever stress comes into our experience, we will, if we are not practiced, we will automatically respond in the fight, flight, or freeze response unless we want to respond another way, in which case we bring intention to that response or we practice the F out of it such that it is our default response. So me going, this is for me. This is for all of us. There's positive value here. That is a practiced, lived-in mindset, which is why I'm able to use it now. And so that's why I call people to these sort of spiritual skill sets, these mindset skill sets. Like just because you maybe don't have it fully practiced now doesn't mean you can't start now. You know, another thing I wrote down to share in this episode is a whole list of things that we can do if you are feeling significant anxiety and fear as a regular experience daily. We can talk about lots of that, but I want to give you a chance, Jay, to comment on what I just said. No, I mean, I was really just taking in what you had to say there and reflecting a little bit. Um, you had me, you got my attention with the fight, flight, or freeze comment. And I feel like as a whole, the choice here is um, it's the peaceful warrior approach of fight through not being a cause of the problem. Love it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's what I'm seeing from our, like our greater collective action. The way that society is choosing about this is, you know, there's the immediate like panic and freeze kind of stuff, you know, the, the, the flight of like running away from it. Like there's some of that, like, ah, but it's kind of like, oh, there's nowhere to go. Well, what do we do? Well, we mm -hmm. we choose to ch take hold of the scenario, take hold of the situation. And the big question, so this is the big question is like, how do we act? Like, what do we do to make things better? How do we improve the situation? And so that's the choice to fight, right? Like, how yes. do we improve the situation is taking action. 
Mm-hmm. So I've been quite impressed, actually. I am, I am quite impressed with the way that I'm seeing society around me choosing to react. And, you know, I've found myself accused of living in a bubble of, you know, like, an, you don't live in reality, Jay. You live in this <laughs> made up world. And I'm like, what? freaking yeah i do you know i do i made it up yeah i make up this world that i want to live in because i want it to be the way that i think is the best and i have no conflicts and you know an easy existence because everything around me is is for me and it's like this awesome journey it's just perfect as (laughs) tough as it can be at times it's freaking perfect absolutely yeah just because we have a positive life experience that there's value and we believe it's for us or we have gratitude for it doesn't mean it's not challenging as fuck doesn't mean it's not hard doesn't mean it's not emotionally painful all of those things are included inside of those of those versions of life experience in my experience because that's how i live as well Yeah, I mean, so I do want to share just uh, some tactical tips, you know, some tactical things that people can do if they are freaking out, you know, if you're really still pretty stressed out, if you are holed up in your home and you're by yourself, you know, I'm lucky enough to have Sarah, my roommate who I love, you know, my chosen family. Matil. And Matil, of course. Don't forget Matil. Can't forget Matil. She's the best. I've been really loving all the memes of people. I mean, I get to stay home and pet my cat all day. I know. I know. (laughs) I know. Terrible. And I just, so I feel, and I feel compassion for people who feel like they really can't or can't stay home, you know, that are going to work and they're feeling fear and they're being exposed. They might feel like they're being a part of spreading it. They might be hating their employer. They might be just afraid to be in the world. They might be afraid to be at home by themselves. They might be afraid to go to the supermarket. They might be afraid of just what's happening to their loved ones. Whatever whatever thought or whatever fear is coming up for people, I just want to first, like I did earlier, really and truly validate that that it is super totally normal to feel fear as a response to the unknown and to all of these things that are unpredictable in our current experience. And just the changes, the literal changes, the actual reality we are living. Also, it's understandable for that change, change at all, I mean, can easily and often trigger stress and fear. Like we've seen this all the time with people who make changes that they chose. You know, we make a big change that we chose and we're still totally afraid. You know, we decide to leave a job, we decide to move, we decide to sell our house or buy a house or whatever. Lots of different things. Those things we choose, we enter a new relationship, we leave a relationship that, you know, like all of these things that are common life experiences can trigger that fear. So over validating you but i just really want to validate that the fear is normal and go ahead one, Jay. it's one of the first things i wrote down when you were talking earlier is fear can be a healthy motivator you know there's we've got we spoke about fear in a number of episodes in the past mm-hmm. and they're some of my favorite episodes because it's mm-hmm. such a key topic in our life um 
but we, we speak about it in the sense of like, oh, go towards your fear. But fear can also be a very healthy thing where you're like, it's time to leave because the big animal's going to eat us. You know? Right. You yes. Know, like it, it's really for us to take that information sometimes and be like, okay, I'm afraid for a solid reason because this is going to have a negative impact on my existence. And if I don't acknowledge that, then I'm foolish and I'm probably going to die. You yeah. know, and that's something we should be aware of. So fear that's fear's value truly being realized and that's when again fear is something that's for you because it's looking out for your best interest you know fear comes up and says i should be afraid right now and the answer is yes you should that's the correct response you should take that fear and you should let it motivate you to take the correct actions to ensure that you don't end up a victim in this scenario thank you move on Correct. And and think about it. The previous episodes, most of the time, we did talk about the mortality, but this current situation is has a mortality piece where we talk about like, oh, we're just afraid to do an art project that's really personal or we're afraid to public speak. There's no actual mortal danger there, right? Where this, this is has a mortality piece. So all, from that perspective as well, it is normal and good to feel that. So one of the things I wrote down, you said, okay, sometimes it is just to get away. I, I wrote a long list, and this is not necessarily in order, but to speak to what you just said, one of the things I wrote down was to rest. Now, partly we, we, we need to take care of ourselves, right? So we are in this situation where it's a health situation, where we could potentially pick up a virus. So we want to keep our systems healthy and strong and solidly able to combat the virus if we were able if we were one who ended up picking it up uh so resting eating healthy breathing right presence meditation um moving right moving exercise getting into nature practicing patience I'm just going to rattle off my list and then we can go for more stuff. But getting in nature, it obviously with safe physical distance from others, um, practicing patience. I also put down consistently moving our mind back to empowering thoughts. So practicing really managing our mindset, recognizing when our brain is taking us down a fear rabbit hole and we can interrupt that by just conscious practice of bringing our brain back to something empowering or positive. And again, not as an ignorance or an ignoring of, of what might be needing us, what we might need to see, but rather as a practice in acknowledging what we need to see and then shifting our brain back to something useful, which goes to the next thing I wrote, which was being positively productive. So we've got, theoretically, some people have a lot of time on their hands. Other people don't. But some people have a lot of time on their hands that they didn't used to have. And so putting it, putting our energy and time and using it on stuff that we we maybe wouldn't have used it for. So we have this cool opportunity to do things that we maybe couldn't have done before or wouldn't have done because it never would have gotten to the top of the priority list. So like for me, I'm recording my Audible book. I'm doing it. I'm diving in. I'm making it a, I mean, it seems like, it's not like super big deal. Who cares if I do it? Who cares if I don't? The world's not going to be that affected whether my audio book exists or not. It's just a project that I've wanted to do. So I'm doing it, 
you know, and I'm using my time and energy to make progress on something that will make me feel less like this was lost time and more like this was an opportunity for me. Oh, and the last thing I wrote was connect with other people. <laughs> connect and love each other. <laughs> That's awesome. I have a phenomenon occurring right now, which I'm sure many people are also experiencing the same phenomenon. I have a blank calendar for the first time in 20 years. Right? I've never, in the last 20 years, I have not had a calendar without any trips on it. It's freaking weird. Right? There's nothing. Like I looked, I'm like, I just scratched the last one off like yesterday. And so now there's no travel on my calendar. And some for some people that might be like, yeah, you know, I travel once or twice a year, big deal, there's no travel. But for me, and for those other people out there in the world who travel a lot in your life, having no travel on your calendar is very uneasy. It's almost like, what am I going to do with myself? And the answer to that is exactly what you just said is like, it's almost first of all, I'm a huge thank you because I have such a hard time getting all the things done that I've wanted to get done because I have so much travel on my calendar. And now I have all this time not going anywhere, just staying home. I'm actually checking the boxes. I'm click getting this done. I'm getting that done. I'm getting this done. And this is because they've been sitting here waiting. And if I get on my, my friend Corey's going to love it that I get to throw this analogy out there. This is awesome. I might actually get to clean out the junk drawer. You know what I mean? Like, yes. how often do you actually get to cleaning out your junk drawer? Exactly. Right? When do you have time for that? Exactly. Right? And this is the analogy that we were speaking of, and it was such a wonderful conversation. I'm going to go ahead and repeat it for our audience. Our, we all have these areas in our lives where there's just a drawer full of clutter, Right. And the physical analogy of the junk drawer is perfect to say, okay, what's in there? Like, I don't know. That's just where I throw all the shit that I don't really think is important. You know, I just throw anything and everything that's small or fiddly or doesn't necessarily have a home already into this one collective drawer full of crap. And we have that in our physical sense in our lives. Every single one of us has some collective space where our junk gets tossed, but we also have it emotionally within us and spiritually within us. We have this place where we tend to just toss things insignificantly because we don't necessarily value their effect on us overall as a whole as being that important. It's like, Okay, I can have 99% of my life in order and 1% of it can be the collective spot where mixed things get thrown in a pile. But if that pile fills, if that drawer fills and now something else starts to have that same effect and something else starts to have that same effect, there's some tipping point where the ratio of how much of ourselves is a mess and unorganized and how much of ourselves is actually considered and valued, right? Like this is the, this is what we, like we value the organization because it pays us some greater purpose in our life. It actually helps us get the things that we consider a value in our life to happen because we have some systems in place or we have disregard and we don't value it. And of course, I, there's a value and a balance to everything. But this is like the huge opportunity to like clean out our physical and mental, emotional, spiritual drunk junk drawers 100%. and get organized and like, oh, 
I might actually get to clean the floors or like do a spring, it's spring cleaning time, you know, it's mm -hmm. that perfect time to like stay home, get out the Lysol, go yeah. through and, and clean ourselves up. And <laughs> what, and it's how perfect is that analogy, right? It, in our spiritual sense, it's like, yeah, you get to read a book, you get to spend time with your cat, yeah. which how wonderful is that? You get to spend time mm -hmm. with your kids or mm -hmm. your spouse or mm -hmm. whoever else is close to you, or even better, just by yourself. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. Just spend time by yourself and do something for you that is going to help the greater purpose of like caring about ourselves. Yeah. The so irony is interesting. Yeah, we're yeah. full circle, right? We're full mm -hmm. circle with the whole conversation of like, who are we actually caring about here? Well, I'm just going to care about myself. This is the beautiful. I love this whole topic as it came up. I'm like, oh, screw you guys. I don't want your disease. I'm going to go home and be by myself so that I don't catch your freaking, <laughs> you know, coronavirus. I'm going to go drink some Coronas by myself. And and what is that saying? Is it saying I'm selfish? No, it's actually saying I care about me and what's me is everyone and everyone is everything. So by caring about myself, I care about each other. So ha, even if you're a person who's trying to be <laughs> selfish, you can't be. You're still helping each other. Ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. And I love that. I mean, that's the, that's the thing is that how can we be of service in the ways that we can? You know? If it is simply staying home and not being a part of the problem of passing the virus to other people, fuck yeah, love it. If it is doing your best to be sensitive while you are at your job because you have to go to your job, great, great. Please, please do that. Gloves, Lysol, whatever whatever the protocols are, hands and washing your hands, don't touch your face, which I just did. By the way, always if you're not watching the video. Touch your face constantly. It's ridiculous. <sighs> I well, I've been in my house for enough days. I I've been quarantined for long enough, so that's good. It's good news. Um, but yeah, Sarah and I busted out the Lysol yesterday too, and we cleaned the house. And I just uh, I always want to be sensitive to, you know, the privileged experience of this as well. So that's why I keep bringing up like those people that are not in my experience. Like, I feel like I have a pretty easy time. I can just be home and do my normal thing that I normally do, and I can just relax, and I can take care of myself and feel good about being a part of the collective solution in so doing, you know? And so I just want to put some compassion out to those people who are not living such an easy experience right now that really feel fear, genuine fear around their financial situation or the health of their loved ones or whatever, and just know that we are with you and i mean honestly this is sort of just a inspired share but i know we normally do the patreon thing but if someone is financially <coughs> strapped and jay i can't imagine you wouldn't echo this offer but if someone is financially strapped and they need support you join us in the family without donating on patreon if you want to donate on Patreon, do it and join us in the family. But if you just need support and connection, you are you are welcome. I was going to say um, one of the things that I've seen, and it's a sign of, um, you know, we, we have power in the world. Our dollar, each of our dollars that we choose to spend or not spend is our vote. 
right? Yeah. I vote for this company. I don't vote for that company. I'm not giving them my money, right? And I've seen a number of organizations, corporations, companies choose to change their stance on how they're doing business in order to better work with the changing times to continue to offer people their services at a reduced rate or free or whatever they have to do in order to keep that in place. And especially what it's been, uh, you know, when things really get challenging is it's the care workers. It's the people who care, right? And I've seen um, some of the mental health organizations that I am involved with um, as a customer Mm-hmm. Go put up their hand and say, if things get hard, just send us a message and we'll cut your fees so that you can continue to be here. You yeah. know? And I think it's amazing to acknowledge the, the care workers in the world. I think we can't possibly have this episode without bringing some yes. moment to say thank you to all the, the, the physical and mental health people out there who are... Um, you know, the healthcare workers, we ride at dawn, right? Absolutely. The, the meme that's floating around everywhere that's, you know, says yeah, healthcare yeah. workers, we just snuff our noses at fear. We put on our gloves and our mask and we yep. go and help those people that are having the hardest time of anybody. And we do it firsthand on the scene and we, we hold the dying while they pass. You thank know? you. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Every one of thank you. Thank you. Yeah. We all know somebody who works in in the healthcare field, and I mean, there's no greater respect than the people who are actually out there being of service to the people who are the most challenged. Yeah, yeah, those who actually aren't going to make it, you know. And that's an everyday thing. It is. It's It's an an everyday everyday thing, thing. pandemic or not. It's true. It's true. Oh, my friend, any any final thoughts? Yeah, more I think to come, the my la- friends. The last thing that I would put on there is just a, a reminder to, for everybody to take, always take it and turn it to the positive, right? Like mm-hmm. think about, man, I get to be at home. I get to look at the connectivity of everybody taking a positive action. The comments that have been around about the earth getting to take a breath of fresh air because there aren't as many cars on the road. And thank you. you know, like All the positives that are coming out of it are so apparent if we just take the time to acknowledge them and be grateful for them. Absolutely. And even when it is really, really hard, that is making us stronger. You know, those those really hard experiences that we go through that feel really, really challenging in the middle when we come through, which we will. I am super clear and confident that we will. And being a not someone who can predict the future, I feel super confident that we will come through this better than we were before as a result of all that we learn and experience. So go team. (laughs) Go team. We love you so much. Trustthejourney.today if you want to follow us online. And we mean it. If you need to get some extra support and love, feel free to join us in the Trust the Journey family. Just drop us an email or, you know, reach out on Facebook or Instagram. Again, trustthejourney.today is our handle. Trustthejourney.today on Instagram is probably the best place to email us or DM us if you want to get in touch. Um, Other than that, yeah, we love you. Anything else? Thank you. We love you. We'll be here next week. 
Oh, tagline applies not more now than ever. <laughs> keep laughing, keep loving, and keep trusting the journey. Love you all.